Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. It's Friday. Friday suck. You know why Friday suck? Because Urkel is no longer on television. Bring back Urkel, man. Bring back Eddie. Bring back Carl. Love that episode when uh, Eddie Eddie was uh, betting on the Bears games. Got in a little too deep. Got a little too deep. Uh, Carl had to warn him about the dangers of uh, sports gambling. Game time decisions, Red Heat and uh, Rage at Radio. I am Gabriel Morenzi alongside the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. Um... We're approaching the holiday uh, season right now. It's a barbecue uh, season. Yep. Um, it's the uh, the 4th of July around the corner. Uh, July 1st, Canada Day, uh, rapidly approaching uh, as well. And I got to tell you, man, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy uh, booking guests uh, on the program. No. I'm basically like, uh, I'm like uh, Chris Davis, uh, you know, is usually. Like Stri- 0 for 5. Striking out? 0 for 5. But at the last second, now everybody's uh, firing back and uh, and checking in. <laughs> That's nice. They're checking in. And we're checking in. So uh, everybody's uh, checking in right now. Steve Merrill might join us. He he huh. he might. Is he on a beach? What's he doing? No, Steve Merrill's not on a beach. He's in an office somewhere. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, uh, Steve's a mysteri- mysterious person. I get the feeling Merrill doesn't tell me everything. <laughs> you know, I've known I, I've known Merrill a long time. I've known Steve about fifteen years, and do I really know him? No, secret life. Yeah, because like, I personally, I think he runs a daycare center. That's really? that was always been my guess, but like I don't know. That's a wild guess. Why you, 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 you hear kids? I've heard kids. I've sort of you know, and he always seems sort of like uh, frazzled, like on the air, he's pretty settled, but yeah. in real life during the day, it's always sort of chaotic. So, like I said, I'm like, I don't know what this guy does. <laughs> I tell you, looking after kids, that's a high stress gig. You're right. There would be a lot of being rattled. Um, but uh, so basically, everybody else has a life. Yeah. We don't have a life. So if you don't have no. a life, we appreciate you tuning in right now. We do. That should be the uh, the promo of the show. And in fact, I know we're supposed to do a new promo, actually. So that'll be the promo. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio for grown middle-aged men with no lives. It's like holiday season, and, uh, and I'm in the post office. I hear people talk. What are you doing? I'm going to a wedding. Oh, I'm going with my girlfriend to the cottage. Oh, uh, you know, we're going to the beach. And I'm thinking, what am I doing this weekend? Hosting a couple of podcasts and uh, betting on sports. Fixing an air conditioner. You know, trust me, Maratzi, you used to think I, I was living the glory life. Uh, Spoke to Benny Ricciardi. Said, hey, Benny, uh, can you come on today? Talk some DFS. <laughs> he said, I'd love to, uh, Gabe, but uh, Fridays are no good for me. I'm at the beach with my family. Oh, sounds nice. I spoke to my main man, Ricky Sanders. Ricky's the best. Ricky Sanders... You know, Ricky comes on on uh, Fridays after Cam bails on us. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and, uh, 
So uh, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, Ricky Sanders. I enjoy uh, Ricky Sanders. I'm a big, big Ricky Sanders fan. Guy's so hardcore, so I send Ricky. And Ricky comes on pretty much every Friday now. Or I mix it up a little bit. Benny and, and, uh, Benny and Ricky on Fridays. So I'm like, uh, hey, Ricky, can you, uh, you, you're free to come on? And he goes, ah, I'd love to, Gabe. You know, I come on any time, but I'm in Rome right now. And, Rome. and he's tweeting pictures. The guy's, you know, with his wife in Rome, and he actually answers me back. I'm like, it's pretty you impressive. Know, that's very impressive. Yeah. You so can't then, get emails back from local guys, let alone a guy in Rome. Then I went on to, uh, to Jake Seeley to talk some NFL football, some fantasy rankings, but uh, – uh, Jake's got a church group meeting. Jesus called. Who the hell has a church group meeting on Friday night? I thought church was on Sunday. <laughs> Jake's uh, obviously very devout. Oh, he's very uh, Friday that, night church groups. Wow. Wow, that's you know what that's called commitment. Yeah, that's, that's, like he's committed to church the way you're committed to radio. That's why he wins at uh, fantasy. That's why he's uh, you know, he's a good uh, God. 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 In God. Yeah, God, yeah, in God's on games, his side. God gives him the edge. That's why, and we're not. <laughs> For all of our yeah, sins. Yeah, gambler. He's like, who sinned more? You, me, or Jake Seeley? I'm thinking us. Yeah. A lot of sins. <laughs> I actually wonder, too. Last night I lost. You know, I built everything oh, yeah, up. Oh, yeah. Lost it all in the football oh, yeah, game. That was, so, that, was a great, that was a great football so game. After the game, I was sitting here pondering things at about 3 a.m., yeah. oh, and I was yeah. like, man, I'm like, I'm not feeling sore for myself. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm, there's not a woe is me, but I'm like, damn. I really just do have uh, bad luck. <laughs> like, like, I really do. And I'm like, I wonder why. I was thinking, like, how, like, you know, why can't I buy a break? And as I just stated, too much sinning. Just, just too much sinning going on. I'm actually going to give you a different answer that you're not going to like. I think, I think a lot of the reason me and you don't win all the time is because I think the higher power actually doesn't want us to get rich because we'd spend it on dumb stuff. No, we'd spend it on gambling. It's the same thing. You just give, give it back more? I don't, no, I don't believe that the higher power doesn't want me to get rich. I believe it's a sign that the higher power is telling me to stop betting so much money on stupid sporting events. That's another good answer. Yeah, I think that's a better answer. It is. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, sometimes when you got money, you put it towards bad things like gambling. See, that's the difference uh, The difference between me and gambling. Cam blames God. Oh, I don't I'm blame blaming God. myself. No, no, I blame myself. You're, well, you're saying God doesn't want you to be no, rich. No, I don't mean God's the bad guy. I'm just saying. Well, it's, 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 if it's he a, doesn't want you to be rich, no. that's not very nice no, of him. No, it's a lesson. It's a lesson. If you're going to keep on, you know what I mean? If you're going to do bad things with the gifts that you get, then uh, you're not going to get as many. That's the type of thing I was saying. But anyway. No, I believe you, you're blaming him. <laughs> I, I got no problem with God. No, I know. He's been all right to me. I'm not, hey, we're doing pretty good. Hey, man, we got, uh, we got, a, we got a roof over our head. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. All right. God, uh, I'm, no, um, I'm no theologist here, but God, uh, God has no idea or has no interest in our Arizona Diamondback Miami Marlin baseball bet. Very true. I know. Like, the fact that I even grand, mentioned that he can't. The, the grand, grand scheme of things. It's like, why won't the Red Blacks We all do it. It's like, oh, man, why? Like, you know, why Why does this happen? You know, it's like, well, it's, it's sort of like crossing a street in the middle of traffic and then asking after, well, why did, why did I get hit? Can't believe it, man. Like, horrible luck. You know what I mean? People do this all the time. I know we do. I can't can't, can't freaking believe it, man. Can you believe this happened to me? Can you believe my my, my car got towed? You know, everyone's like, can't believe it. Like, even even me earlier in the week. Can you believe my TV exploded? Yeah, I know, because TVs never break, right? 
I'm the first person in the history of the world ever to get frustrated over a, a broken television set. <laughs> Which is suddenly working, uh, by the I way. Know. I know. Hey, that's good luck. That's good luck. Which is suddenly working, by the way. It might be better off. Like I said, sometimes it can be better off sometimes with no TV. I'm going to tell you something. No, no TV and no betting. No no anything. No, I agree with that. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing, though. With the 40-minute, uh, basically, a warm-up that you got for your tube and your TV, you're going to have to leave it on a soccer match early tomorrow. Don't be dicking around and turning it off because it might no. not turn on again. It's time to keep it on. And we have a CFL doubleheader tonight. That's right. Friday night football tonight. I think yeah, do they still have that song or do they, no, did I, they change it? I just uh, I think it's not cool enough anymore, no, but they, they, I really don't care. The CFL, it's like the country football league. Oh, now. I know. See the band half that We got touchdowns and rouges. Yeah, touchdowns and touchdowns in Calgary and Really bad receivers dropping balls. Like, yeah, I get it, man. Like, the, you know, this I is know. the problem is this this is the disconnect between the, the West and the East <laughs> and in the Canadian Football League as well. Like, you know, the, the, see, the, every theme song, it's like it it's, was a all country, country. it's country I themed. I know. Did you see the commercial, the cutaways at the break? They had close-up images of horses' nostrils frolicking in, like the in the in, in the in the weeds. It's like, in the it's like you're watching the American uh, Country Music Awards. Yeah, mixed in with Animal Planet. You know, there's shots in the prairies. And oh, I know. Like, it, was, it was crazy. It was like, you know, like, like basically like every you know, like when they play music, going to the commercial break on the way out. It's always like it's always country music and stuff now in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> like even yeah. even ABC on like Big Ten football, it's they're. They're on top of things, so they basically just play whatever rock riffs are big. Exactly, you know what I mean. Like they're the, on top of it, yeah. right? They'll play, you know, they'll they'll play puddle of mud. Yeah, Collect- when collective soul was hot, they're yeah, all over. Like, it. Da, 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 da. like they'll just play the rock riff. Yep. But you know, no, no, no. Like the, the CFL's got to go all, all like uh, all, all twang all the time. They're, and they're all in too. Not just the twang all day. The the all the acts have been country. Yeah. We're going to work the country we're, act. Where's the rap? Where's the metal? Yeah, that's the thing. You think everybody in the league is just uh, living on the prairie in a cowboy hat? They're delusional. They are actually are delusional. That was a pathetic performance uh, just uh, all over the board last night. I, for, for a professional football league game, the Canadian Football League, receivers dropping balls. Oh, you're right. Oh, I'm telling you, the quarterbacks throwing, missing missing key, key, like easy throws by two or three yards. That was pathetic. Like, if you're an American tuning in on ESPN2 and you're watching that, that was not a good example of good Canadian football. That was a very bad game. Yeah, it was a sloppy. Sloppy, sloppy game. Bad but, penalties. Well, you know what it is, is that Thursday night football sucks. And it doesn't matter what league it's in. Yeah, usually the action on Thursday too, and all it, this. Other it crap. doesn't matter. You look at the national uh, National Football League Thursday night games. The players don't like playing them. The games usually go under the number. They're usually just ugly, stupid football games with that are lowly, uh, lowly viewed. Now this year they they're they're raising it up a notch on Thursday night uh, football. There's like. Um, Couple key key games. They they're putting good games on, yeah. and if they can't get ratings with these good games on Thursday night football, then they should probably just say, you know what, let's just stop with these Thursday night football games. It's one of these weird deals where you figure people couldn't get enough of the National Football League, but that's but not really the case. They actually can. Yeah, the, you know the, there is an oversaturation uh, with it. It's just there's sort of a. Um, there's a synergy to this with college football. Like the NFL probably thought we could put football on seven seven nights a week and people would be interested. But, you know, I guess it depends on the games. 
I think people are just traditionally used to watching NFL football on Sunday. I like it on Sunday. Sunday and Monday. The, and then Sunday, it's nice because the whole slate's there. Another thing is I just don't want to wait for one game. We want we got, we got action on all the games. I like to see everything. One game, not enough. The one games are just bad. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, there have been bad, uh, bad matchups. Now, Monday Night Football has been freaking uh, putrid. Uh, pu- pu- absolutely putrid over the years. Like Monday night, Sunday night football has become the uh, Sunday, better games. Yeah, Sunday night football has sort of become that marquee, and it's funny because ESPN pays a lot of freaking money for this stuff. Uh, but um, this year, Monday night football is getting much better games. The Thursday night games. So, for example, the first Monday night football games of the year this year, it's always that double header. Yeah, the Chargers double header at that at night. Yes, I know. With Chris Berman doing the game. That's their that's their thing. I got to be honest. The first Monday night football game of the year is a weird one, man. <laughs> Very weird. Yes. <laughs> We're just talking about. They've got good games this year. Like this is one of these games where like people like won't be like the game kicks off at seven ten Eastern. If you're in traffic coming home from work, don't worry. <laughs> it's like one of those. It's the New York Jets. Like why yeah. would the New York Jets? Why would the New York Jets be on Monday night football? On the debut of Monday Night Football against the Detroit Lions. Oh wow! Yeah, that just doesn't even well, doesn't, guys, even, doesn't even ring right. Like when you say it, it doesn't even feel like wow. Yeah, the New York Jets versus the Detroit Lions. That's not a Monday Night Football game. Combined Super Bowl appearances in the last uh, forty years between the two of them, one. <laughs> one. Um, the nightcap is the L.A. Rams. Yeah. At the Oakland Raiders. Hey, that's not too bad. The nightcap's a little bit better. You've got Gruden back in Oakland. Yep. High-profile Rams. Um, See, that's not bad. Um, Thursday night football. So the first first Thursday night game of the year is always that, um, you know, the Super Bowl champ game. Atlanta goes to Philadelphia. Ooh, revenge! Yeah, that's the first Thursday nighter. So let's so let's that's that's not a indicative of what the the Thursday nighters are. So the second Thursday nighter, this is what I'm talking about: Baltimore and Cincinnati. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's like eh. Horrible. Second Monday nighter, Seattle at Chicago. I, I, hate, I don't know why they do this. I hate to say it as a Seahawks fan. That's not even that's no, not, that's no. Not a I, la- game. I swear to God, I remember last year people were bitching and well, people were saying, "Oh, look at the NFL ratings are down." In the first eight weeks. Yeah, the Chicago Bears were on primetime television four times last year in the first four weeks for some reason or another. I get it. They're the third biggest, tele- fourth biggest television market in America. All right? Uh, so what? Uh, New York, L.A., Houston, Chicago. But come on, man. Nobody wants to see the Bears on national television. Dear God. It just gets even worse. <laughs> uh, this this one's a great one, Ken. Week three, Thursday night football. New York Jets at Cleveland. Wow. <laughs> yes. Remember the game they played before? Just just give it, at this point, just give it up. Uh, just give it up. Give them a tie. Okay, so this this is this is where this is what happens. So the first three weeks of the season, so you got Baltimore and Cincinnati in week two, Cam, on Thursday night football. Yep. That's um that's uh that's on the NFL network. All right, then the next one, the Jets in Cleveland's on the NFL Network. Mm. Yet in week four, Fox gets Thursday Night Football for the rest of the year. They take over week four? Well, and it's simulcast on the NFL Network, and suddenly the games get better. Minnesota at L.A. Rams. That's a better game? 
the following uh, Thursday, Indianapolis at New England. Nah, yeah, Indianapolis, but New England, yes. Philadelphia at New York Giants. I like that. Denver at Arizona. Interesting. Miami at Houston. Like Houston. Oakland at San Francisco. Carolina at Pittsburgh. Green Bay at Seattle. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, the quality's gone up. Yeah. Definitely. There's no denying. Like Fox, like you yeah. can't you can't make the case that like they, they're, they're in the past years the Thursday night games have always been crap ass division yeah. games that are just like throwaways. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Buffalo and the it Jets. Rams Buffalo, and San, Rams and San Francisco Rams. turned out to be a classic though. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. Best game of the year. It was amazing. Jimmy Garoppolo actually supposedly uh, struggling a little bit. Struggling. I think the 49ers are, are a little overhyped. Yeah, they're, yeah, I think they're overrated coming into the year. Pete Annapolis is going to join us. Sean Engel, Babano, maybe Steve Merrill. Turns out we're actually jam-packed after all. Okay. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions, red heat and rage uh, radio. Though it's hard to uh, hard to rage with this music. What is yeah. this? Is this like Hall and Oates or something? It's a little softer than Hall and Oates. I swear. I swear. <laughs> what was that, Florio? The Ramones. Really? Didn't sound like the Ramones. Yeah, Baby, yeah. I love in you a Christmas songs. Really? Baby, I love you. Baby, I love you by the Ramones. Wow, that's uh, that, was, that went right over the top. I, I, you could have gave me a million guesses. I would have never guessed the Ramones. No, I wouldn't song. have. Uh, Come on, man. And if you did, you're. I don't, yeah, I, but I don't was that by the Ramones or, or was, was it, it by the. No, it was like a karaoke version of the Ramones, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, did, I didn't hear any singing, so we can't tell. I guess it was all right, but it was just, yeah. We don't want any Florida. No, no songs with the word love in them. Got it. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> got it. Got, got it. <laughs> Actually, on the way out, play Shoot the Thrill, ACDC. There you go. Yeah, we'll pick up the pace. It's yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's a party yeah, here. Come, come on, on, come on. Life's good. Shoot the Thrill. <laughs> Picks that kill. Picks that kill. Picks that kill. Picks that kill your bank account. They sure do. Ottawa on the, uh, on the under. Give it up side. to your bookie. Hey. hey my P- bookie. Pete Annapolis steps up and in and joins us. Talk some NBA free agency, i.e. the LeBron James Uh, Watch as LeBron James has officially opted out of his contract uh, with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I actually meant at the uh, the end of the the segment, uh, might not. uh, Pete's intro music. He's he's getting it ready. At least we know it's ready. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Pete Annapolis. What's up, Pete? (laughs) 
What's up, guys? How are you guys doing today? Hey, thanks for hey, joining Pete, us, thanks. Uh, Pete, in uh, midsummer. I know you're enjoying yourself uh, with, your, with your family, so we appreciate uh, your time. Um, so uh, we're a couple of days away now. The countdown is officially on. LeBron officially opts out of the contract, which sort of throws out any sign-and-trade uh, type of deal right now. It seems to me that he's going to the Los Angeles Lakers. I know there's a lot in play here, and you know the Lakers are trying to um, to clear the deck so they can make room to get a Kawhi Leonard and a LeBron James and a potential uh, a PG three. There's a lot of stuff in the air right now, uh, but it seems to me, Pete, that LeBron James will be a Los Angeles Laker on Monday. Uh, I would. I would agree. I would echo those sentiments. It looks like it's going towards that direction, although things could change rapidly, especially in the next 36 to 48 hours. LeBron James is currently in the Caribbean, uh, what they're calling uh, the decision cave in uh, a $75,000. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're calling The decision it. cave. <laughs> He's in a cave. He's in a a nice cave, a very, very nice cave. Yeah, he's in a nice cave, $75,000 week cave uh, in Anguilla in the Caribbean where he's invited his close friends and advisors to help him make the next important decision of his career. So hashtag decision cave is real, fellas. This, well, guy, this guy's unbelievable. Every, every, everything's a side. But the thing is, yeah, we know. Yeah. Listen, we know. You know, his decision is one thing, yeah. but it seems like it affects everything. Well, it seems Donald like knows. they're trying to, they're trying to uh, play puppet master, and you know, it's a good thing that uh, LeBron James hasn't tampered with any players that are involved with any of the teams, right, Pete? It's a freaking joke. I mean, it we is. all know he's he's been calling players all week and basically trying to get players to leave their team, which is that's it's so wrong. It's, LeBron shouldn't be calling players to tell them, hey, would you leave your team if, you know, if I go to the Lakers, are you going to go? Listen, I think Paul George is going to the Lakers, too. I mean, there's talk, oh, no, he's going to stay. He's not staying. I think Paul George goes to the Lakers no matter what. My guess is LeBron James and Paul George will be Lakers. They, have, they can afford the both of them, which leads us into the Kawhi situation, which really the Lakers – I know the Spurs didn't want to trade him the Lakers, but the Lakers are really the only team that really, really have very good pieces that they're willing to give up, uh, Pete, for Kawhi Leonard. The Lakers are offering the best package, in my opinion, in which you could get a Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and a first-round pick. Like, they're almost overpaying for Kawhi Leonard because they want Kawhi for credibility so they can so show LeBron, listen, we got someone else and Paul George, etc. We're going to be a super team. And they don't have room for everybody. And there's also reports, Pete, and you know how I feel about Lonzo Ball. And, you know. They don't want him to be part of the deals. Yeah, so the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> said, want, we don't want you. <laughs> Ball can't be part of the deal. And I guess you and I talked about this, Pete. LeBron does. LeBron's never like young players. Look at Cleveland. Really There's not point. a one young guy on the team, man. J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, Ruben Shumpert, uh, Kevin Love. You go to Tristan Thompson. He didn't want to play with Andrew Wiggins in Miami. There were no kids on the floor. Mario Chalmers was there by default, basically, and he actually played pretty well. Yep. Um, but you know this, Pete. LeBron doesn't like kids. He doesn't want the the Lonzo sideshow. So now there's reports the Lakers were trying to flip Lonzo over to the Nuggets, and the Nuggets weren't very hot on the idea either because the Nuggets were looking to clear space. 
it could be it's going to be a real circus over the next couple of days. So, Pete, how does this play out? What do you think happens? There's a lot of moving parts, and we've discussed it for a long time. But, again, the first domino to fall will be LeBron. And as you mentioned, it makes absolutely no sense to me that LeBron would ask uh, players to come join him, leave other teams, that he text Kevin Durant. Of course he did. We know he did. Is he texting Paul George? Is he texting DeMarcus Cousins? Is he texting Kawhi? All of them. There's two people that are making decisions with LeBron James. It's his agent, Maverick Carter, and Rich Paul. Uh, business manager, agent, uh, they're one and the same. So uh, they've always made the power moves. Uh, they got him to Miami the first time with Pat Riley. Then when it was done, Wade was deteriorating. Chris Bosh wasn't at that same level. They were going to leave. Well, let's go back home and try and win one championship in Cleveland. Everybody's going to say what a great guy LeBron is. Now it's what's the next move. And I think it's going to be with the Lakers. That's what they want. The Lakers and Magic Johnson rough the league are trying everything in their power to lure Kawhi Leonard acquire him to play with LeBron. Could that happen again? I just don't see San Antonio pulling the trigger to the Lakers, to a Western Conference team. Again, he's a free agent in 2019. The Spurs are one of the best organizations in all of sports. They got one of the greatest coaches of all time, one of the greatest general managers of all time. Where did this uh, disgust of Kawhi Leonard and this angst this hate towards that organization stem from. I have a hard time believing he can't doesn't want to play with San Antonio anymore and wants to go to Lakers. Remember what the New York Knicks did a few years back with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo wanted to come to the to New York. It was February at the trade deadline. Masai Ujiri was the, the Denver Nuggets general manager. The Knicks gave up so many assets. Gallinari, Chandler, Moskov, picks, money to acquire Carmelo. He was coming there anyways in three months. I don't think the Lakers uh, or the Spurs should give up all these assets. Or sorry, the Lakers, when he's going to come there next year anyway. If they get LeBron and they get Paul George with that young core, I think that they could compete against Golden State, probably with Houston be the third best team. And then Kawhi comes the next year. Why give up all those assets again? You have LeBron, Kawhi, and George, and you got nobody else around them. I'm not quite sure that's the recipe to beat Golden State. They're so united, such symmetry and chemistry. Again, does LeBron really go out west? Does he want to live in L.A.? I think maybe. I think it is. But the Lakers here have to be prudent, and I think Magic has put it all on the line. He said it's this year or it's next year. If I don't get one big-time guy, I'm resigning I look like they're going to be really, really prudent before they pull the trigger on giving all those assets for Kawhi Leonard. I got to believe uh, LeBron ends up there. He's running out of places uh, right now. I was, I was going to ask you guys about the 76ers and Kawhi Leonard because they're a team that's still in the mix. What about the Zaire that's... Smith, Fultz, draft picks and whatever? They can put a package together. Nah. They, they, got, they, they got enough. Nah. You don't think so? That's like a media sort of. Really? Yeah. Markel Fultz is unproven. Um, you know, Zaire Smith, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that in the mix. They wanted Dario. They, there was a thing of Dario Sarch, the, the draft pick, right. a draft pick and Robert Covington. That's not going to get it done, oh. but you know, you got the Lakers, the Lakers and the Celtics, of course, uh, Pete, you know, we're a long time, you know, we know about the beautiful rivalry that they had. And I think there's a rivalry going on still here right now. And Wojo is reporting, and Wojo is the best at this stuff in the business by far. 
Wojo's reporting that it's getting more serious with, with San Antonio and Boston. <laughs> so the Lakers want Kawhi, but Danny Ainge is the best general manager in the NBA right now. And so now the problem is Kawhi Leonard's a free agent. So this is where the sell. Like, there's so much stuff going on, guys, behind the scenes. This is where the sell goes, in which Danny Ainge is probably on the phone with Kawhi right now saying, listen, what? Don't, why would you want to go to L.A.? Come to Boston. You look how we're going to dominate the East. Yep. You can play alongside Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum. And this, the Spurs, Pete, what do you think about Jalen Brown? Because to me, if you're going to lose Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brown's an ideal guy to replace him with, actually. Um, like, you know, a very dynamic, multifaceted player, Jalen Brown. It's going to take more than Jalen Brown in this deal, but I can understand why San Antonio is interested in the Jalen Brown aspect of this. We're looking at what Boston is going to give up and what San Antonio is going to receive, right? And any trade involving Kawhi Leonard will involve Jalen Brown. I think the Spurs would love to have Jason Tatum as well, but Danny Ainge will not touch Jason Tatum. No, he's untouchable, yeah. Exactly. He's more untouchable than any other player on that roster, including Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. I think... Oh, they would probably flip. They they would trade Hayward. Hayward's a freaking free agent. uh, Sorry, um, Irving. Irving's a free agent at the end of the year, and there's already worries that he's going to bail on them. He's going to bail out and go to Brooklyn, potentially. But, again, Kawhi Leonard is... A superstar in today's NBA, I'm not really sure about that. And I'm really concerned about his injury, right? I agree. I love the guy, man. Yeah. The guy hasn't played in two years, essentially. It wasn't just right. this year. The year before, he was hurt. Now we find out he's a diva, and he's got an attitude problem. Do you want yeah, to there's a, that type yeah. of money? And, he, and, he, and he's a free agent yeah. at the end of the year. And he's hell-bent on going to California. There's a lot not to like about him. If I'm Boston and I'm Danny Ainge, I went to seven games in the Eastern Conference Final without my two best players, right? Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward. And you know what? If we would have played better in Game 7, we'd be in the finals. And we would have probably won a game or two against Golden State. I keep this core intact, and I kept Kyrie bought in and, and Gordon Hayward. I mean, this core with Tatum and Brown and Rozier and Smart, and if they could add maybe another big guy, I mean, with Al Horford, this is a team that's going to can go to multiple NBA Finals, and at the end of the day, you're probably going to end up winning one or two because Golden State, I'm not quite sure they're going to be stay healthy and be up there for the next five, six years. So uh, you're taking a big risk taking a player, number one, who's injury-prone, Kawhi Leonard, and two, it's going to be for a rental unless he could sign an extension. Uh, but he, he's proven that he says he wants to go to L.A. So I'm not quite sure I would make that deal if I'm the Boston Celtics. I understand the Lakers, they have a big picture. They want to get LeBron. LeBron's got three, four more years now. He's going to play pretty high level. If they get PG uh, and they get Kawhi, I think this could be really something that the Lakers could really compete and challenge for. But uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm the Celtics, I want to acquire Kawhi. And if this, the Sixers wanted LeBron, I think that would have been the perfect fit. Uh, does LeBron want to go to Philly? I don't really think so. I think they want to really focus on what LeBron's going to do post his career and, and, and build his dynasty uh, in Hollywood. Again, Pat Riley, the Miami Heat are trying to acquire Kawhi Leonard as well, right? So I think San Antonio, and again, we've seen this in professional sports, and we've seen this in Montreal, right? With Patrick Law in 1995, he wanted played his last game in Montreal. He told the GM, trade me. They traded him two days later, and they got no return, right? Be patient. You still have a little bit of leverage. Certain teams are going to want to give up more maybe later in the summer or before the trade deadline. Again, it's going to be fireworks. 
uh, July 1st, man. And the decision cave is going to decide what kind of fireworks we're going to get. <laughs> decision cave. Nicer cave than the one Bin Laden was yeah, in. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling decision cave is really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Pete, uh, about the the LeBron, we're just talking about LeBron and the big names with Leonard, but some of these other guys are kind of falling under the radar, like DeMarcus Cousins. We talk about him. Where do you think uh, he's going to end up? I know Marenzi was talking, hopefully, uh, Toronto, but uh, if well, he was he's to, not going yeah, to no, come. That was, that was me. He's a Raptor fan. That was, yeah, you're hoping he's going to go there, but he's not going In there. reality, I think he either stays with New Orleans. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis reportedly told the Pelicans he wants DeMarcus cousins. cousins. Yeah, it's not like, oh, no, they can't play together. It's the opposite. Yeah, they want to play Who wouldn't want them? Like, and I, I've talked about this. You know this, Pete. I mean, Anthony Davis was a point guard in high school, right? He's not an in-the-paint guy. He's a thin guy. He's more of a slasher. He, he's, he was 6'3 in high school, and he was a point guard, and he sort of shot up and skyrocketed to, to, to being the big guy that he is. He likes, you know, having a tough guy like Cousins around. The thought that they can't play together you know, he doesn't buy into that. He actually wants him, and they don't want to piss him off. I don't think the Pelicans want to re-sign him, but Davis wants to re-sign him. And then you got Mark Cuban, who's back open up for business again after years of uh, being more concerned about Shark Tank. Great draft. Great draft. Great draft. He's looking to spend money right now. They might get uh, DeAndre Jordan, but I'd rather DeMarcus Cousins there. And you know, Pete, there's the uh, DeMarcus Cousins to the Washington Wizards stuff to be reunited with John Wall. What, what's your take on Cousins? Yeah, no, you're right, and... Um... This, the decision here, again, we said it before, DeMarcus Cousins wants to get paid, right? So he's not taking no hometown discount. He's not going to sign for less money anywhere. This is his opportunity. He's coming off an Achilles injury that, as we know, that could be uh, devastating to a career and changes the way you perform. So, number one, I think that New Orleans, as you mentioned, they want to re-sign him. They don't want to sign him to the max deal, but if Anthony Davis puts that pressure, my contacts are telling me he is, uh, specifically because Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center. Right, no guy six ten wants to play center anymore. All guys want to be on the perimeter. They want to be a wing player, and I think Anthony Davis has that skill set to be really a, a power forward in today's NBA, where he could stretch out and handle the ball and make decisions and shoot the three. Now, I think the Mavericks are going to put all the money on the table to one of the two centers, either DeAndre Jordan or DeMarcus Cousins. I think probably DeAndre Jordan looks like he's going to go back there. I don't know why you would sign a guy like him or offer him that when he bailed on you the first time, but. They're in desperate times, right? They have tanked the last couple of years. So I think Washington is the wild card, right? They traded Gortat to the Clippers. They get um, Rivers in return. Does that free up? If they can move some money and get Cousins in there to play with Wall, that would be ideal. I think Cousins likes John Wall. That's the wild card. I think more likely we'll see him re-sign with New Orleans, maybe on one of those three-year deals. Um, but I think that he's definitely one of the best centers in the NBA. Although much maligned, uh, really a head case, could be explosive at any time. But I think if New Orleans believes that, hey, Cousins, Davis, Holiday, Rondo, they get a couple more pieces in there. Miritich is still there. Uh, they can compete in that Western Conference and be a top four team. But uh, I think the Mavericks are going to get a center, Jordan or Cousins. And I think Cousins probably will remain with uh, New Orleans unless there's this major power play where Cousins follows LeBron, whether it's in L.A., whether it's in Cleveland, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Pete Annapolis, RDS Television, former assistant coach with the UMass Minuteman. Always a pleasure, Pete. Uh, have a great uh, holiday weekend. Thanks for the time, man. You too, guys. Take care.
And in Toronto Raptor uh, news, uh, Drake has acknowledged his love child with the porn star. Game time decisions continues. No free agent signings to report. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. When I see lightning, you know it always brings me down. Thanks to Pete Annapolis uh, for joining us. Turns out uh, we went from, uh, basically it was just going to be Babano. It was going to be Babano. Three-hour show, one guest in the middle. Babano uh, talking some (laughs) week. uh, Canadian Football League football. Yeah, week, week three. Uh, CFL action, but uh, Pete Annapolis uh, joined us to talk some NBA free agency. Uh, Babano will join us to talk some uh, CFL yep. uh, week three. Uh, the Prince, Sean Engel. Hello. Um, NASCAR Prince. Yeah, well, uh, Scott's the king. Sean's the prince. Prince, exactly. Prince Engel steps up and joins us to talk some NASCAR. We'll talk NASCAR right now as uh, Steve Merrill. Steve Merrill wasn't going to join us, but uh, Steve Merrill hey, now the, joins us the, after all. Nice. What's going on, Steve? I felt guilty. I couldn't leave you guys hanging. No, we, we appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate that, uh, Steve. Oh, Ronnie James Dio, big New York Giants fan back when he was alive. Good guy. Did a lot of charity work. Good guy overall. Good call. Yeah, he was a he was a very good guy actually. Nice guy. I met him. I worked the Dio. I've seen him live a bunch of times, but I worked the Dio show, so I actually met him. I was backstage in his room. I have a I have a funny story actually. Um. My buddy, and I used to do a lot of stuff, like, behind the scenes at, like, big rock shows. Like, uh, funny jobs and stuff. So, basically, at times. Getting them things they need? Yeah, like, at times, like, yeah. So, for the Dio show, me and my buddy had to go uh, get the rider food. And Dio specifically asked for non-generic brand stuff. So, like, it was on the list. So, it basically said, you know, two jars peanut butter, you know. Any name, fine. Craft, Jiffy. You know what I mean? Like, they basically had, like, name. He wants, and then it's basically said, no generic. And it was the same thing. Potato yeah. chips, you know. Ruffles, Doritos, Tostitos, fine. Lays, Lays. Yeah, it was basically, yeah. like, they weren't giving, basically. They weren't picky, but yeah. everything was, like, but it specifically yeah. said, no generic. And it had a list of brand names. Well, it was, like, he, any above are fine, right? He didn't want the cheap shit. He's a good rocker. <laughs> yeah. I'm with him. So... Lo and behold, man, I'm in the store, and my buddy who's in charge of the budget starts going, like, for the cheap stuff, and and basically because he's pocketing the difference of the money. Great call. Right? Great call. If you buy the generic peanut butter instead of Jif, a couple bucks here. I got into it with this guy in a grocery store, like, loudly. I was like, dude, it's Ronnie James Dio. He just asked for, like, you know, is it that hard to get him Jiffy freaking peanut butter? 
He's like, he won't know the freaking difference. I'm like, he will know the difference. He's been around forever. I said, do you think he's an idiot? <laughs> he will know. And he's like, he won't know the difference, all right? And he goes, we take the chips out. And he bought, like, everything generic. Oh, and, of course, Dio knew. Like, the band knew right away, uh, Steve. Say, there's my Dio story. Yeah, poor Dio. Heaven and hell. Yes, the rock industry. Even if you're, even if you're like a great metal singer, you're still going to get screwed by some punk who's trying to uh, save a couple of bucks and get you generic, uh, generic uh, peanut butter. Great vocalist though. <laughs> he was a big yeah, golf fan. Funny, yeah, what a great guy he was because you know he's taken over from Black Sabbath. He has all the songs that are kind of you know they had this satanic cult, so even though they aren't, you know, like all those '80s groups were. Um, but yeah, I think you- that surprises a lot of people. Are you on a speaker, yeah. Steve? We got a little yeah, of a yeah. bit of an echo uh, here. Yeah, you call, uh, yeah, yeah, I see earpieces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always say that. Every I time know. the people come on with the earpieces, right, Mark? Yeah, because yeah, 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 you do the late yeah. night radio. You get to figure no, these I'm, things out. Yeah, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to send I'm, a note I'm, to Florio to start telling people no earpieces. No, no more earpieces? Yeah. Who always yeah, how's this sound, guys? A little bit clearer? Yeah, a little bit better. That's much better. That's much better. Yeah, yeah. That's smooth. The earpieces don't work. It's weird. They just don't work. They suck. It just sounds like you're in a cave. It's yeah. a big echo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so, uh, Steve, one thing. So, uh, Mike Cardano. I uh, remember uh, Mike Cardano was tuning in uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, he tunes yeah, in often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but remember when we brought up the word Roval? And Cardano, uh, one of our colleagues uh, here, the program director here, um, actually said, what, did you guys just make up that word Roval? I've never heard of Roval before. I said, yeah, well, it's like a road course, and it's an oval. It's a Roval. Except I never claim responsibility for inventing the damn word, right? But he was like, that's not a word. And even Cam said, like, if you guys were playing Scrabble, could you use the word Roval? And I said, yes, yes, you can. Like, Roval. It's a road course and an oval. So it's great. As uh, Steve, I see you tweeted out... um, uh, fans can uh, the fans can take a lap on this roval, and it's specifically called a roval. And I love how anytime you see the word roval now, there's a little TM next to it, Steve. Trademark. Oh, nice. So it's clearly a newly invented word, but it's a it's a new word. Trademark roval. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I've always wanted to go to Charlotte. People down there. I do the Charlotte, you know, show on Fridays during the NFL season with Frank Garcia, who was on the Panthers and the Rams, and um. If you're a ticket holder to the race, you can drive the Roval with your car for a couple laps. How cool is that? I would get me down there. And a Cutlass? I would. Oh, yeah. You know, my Cutlass on the Roval wouldn't make it around. <laughs> it's like flying a couch, Moretti. It, it would Roval. Like it would Roval. Yeah. It would Roval. <laughs> yeah. I just hugged the court, Steve. Yeah. Hey, the company. Also, I weigh 260. So, be me, that, be the Cutlass on the Roval equals death. That's not, uh, yeah, this isn't a disaster. A bunch of drunk NASCAR fans. Yeah, why don't you take a spin around the Roval, Steve? <laughs> Plus, people going opposite directions, probably. I think that could be one of those promotional things that turns very bad very fast. <laughs> you know, kind of they're going to have to give away the free turkeys from the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I thought they yes. could fly. Uh, you know, you know, they're going to have to have someone there, like making sure people aren't drunk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like it's oh, yeah, almost like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. how many guys are going to be turned away? That like, you know, wife beating Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's a good point. Guy walking what? around, what do, you, what, do you mean? what do you mean I can't ride a Roval? I came over here and ride that Roval. 
Sorry, sir, you're too intoxicated to drive the Roval right now. <laughs> drive Roval. <laughs> I love it. All right, so they're in Chicago. That last week race in Sonoma, apparently the boys got beat up pretty good on that road course. Pretty tiring, eh? Yeah, they got to drive for real. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not just going left for four yeah, hours. Yeah, it's a different scenario. Uh, now they'll be going left for four hours. <laughs> 1.5-mile track, Chicagoland, Steve. Yeah, and this is basically one of the cookie cutters that we handicap every other week during the season. Uh, it's not like the road course, which is very unusual. However, Truex and Harvick, the two best drivers the past two seasons, finished first, second. Uh, Clint Boyer, who was my pick, finished third. Uh, Harvick's teammate, uh, they remain extremely strong this year. And those guys have really been the cars to beat. You know, between Gibbs racing with, like, Truex, Bush, Denny Hamlin, you have to look at Harvick, Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch. They've been extremely strong on all tracks as well. But then again, Logano and Keselowski, the other four team, has been pretty strong in these tracks this season as well. Yeah, but you look at Logano, Steve, when you're talking about most top tens alongside Bush and Hamlin there. So he's a guy, I think, that uh, maybe from a, a fantasy perspective, too, you might want to put him in your lineup. And he's also 20 to 1, a little bit of value there. Yeah, because Logano had that win pulled from him at Richmond over a year ago. And Gabe and I talked about this quite a bit last year, how he, he was really terrible after that. Wasn't even competitive anymore. But going into that Richmond race last year, he was one of the best drivers. So that just really wrecked his season, I think. Um, this year, he's rebounded. He's been consistently strong, and he has been seventh or better in five of the last six races at Chicago, including a second-place finish a couple of years ago. So he's more than capable of winning this week. What a, uh, what a train wreck this year for Chevy. Chevrolet hasn't won a race since the Daytona 500. Wow. And, of course, that's just sort of a random, a, a random, uh, random race right there. Chevrolet's just really, really falling off the map here, Steve. It's unbelievable how... how how just far behind they are. Yeah, and it's not a fluke because we've talked about it. They switched the Camaro. You know, until we see something from them, we have to leave them off the card. Now, with that said, Chase Elliott's been second and third in his two races here during his career. Um, and Kyle Larson has been strong yeah. in these types of tracks as well. So those are the two guys that they're really good in practice you might want to consider. Um, but, I, you know, I mentioned Logano, second and seventh the last two years. Brad Keselowski, two wins, and he's been top seven in fact, top eight in all six races the last six years, and he's been first in two of those. So uh, he's been really good. Truex has won the last two years here. He's dominated these types of tracks. It's going to be the same six or seven guys like we see every time on these cookie cutters. They say this course, uh, guys, is just brutal on the tires. The pavement here in Chicago, shreds them, yeah. it's, a, it's a shredder, right, Steve? So I guess pits are going to be pretty important with this stuff. These tires are going to get absolutely shredded. They lose a couple good seconds, point. too. You know, the team, the crew, the, 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 the crews are always important, but it's a good point by Cam, Steve. A uh, lot, lot of, uh, of work's going to have to be done with the tires this week uh, by the crew chiefs. Yeah, and if you look at maybe the best, most consistent pit crew, it's probably Kyle Busch. Um, so I think we can bring him into the conversation now that we're talking about that. He was 15th last year. He was top nine the five years before that every race. He hasn't won here recently, but he's very good on these tracks, obviously. Kevin Harvick also always seems to have a good pit crew. Um, he's been fifth or better three of the last five years here. So, yeah, you know, it's going to be one of these races where it comes down to either Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Truex, or maybe Keselowski or Logano. I'd be surprised, you know, if somebody else sneaks in there, but maybe like Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson, if you're looking at the Chevy. But since they've been so much weaker this year, that's probably enough reason to leave them off the win card this week. All right, let's uh, switch gears uh, and talk some uh, baseball uh, right now. One of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball right now, guys, the Oakland Athletics, 8-2 and two in their last 10 baseball games. They return home, and 
me and Cam often talk about this, uh, Steve, and I know you know this, uh, but it's amazing. You look in the NBA, the NHL, and uh, Major League Baseball. It's different with football because there's less games, but teams that have successful road trips always lose the first game back home. They just do. And, you know, you, you make the combination. So you've got Oakland, who's 8-2 and two in their last 10, and you got Trevor Bauer. And you want to know how good Trevor Bauer is. Trevor Bauer's uh, gunning for uh, Cleveland Indian history Friday night, having recorded at least eight strikeouts in all five of his starts this month. Bauer needs 16 strikeouts to match Hall of Fame. Bob Feller's franchise record of 70 for a month set in 1946. Uh, Bauer's career high for strikeouts uh, is 14. Incidentally, that was against the A's uh, last year. Um, you know, Bauer's just been unbelievable. And you've got Oakland uh, going back home. I know you got to lay a little bit of a price, but Oakland are a better road team, Steve. I, I like Cleveland here tonight. Well, and this might be one of the biggest pitching mismatches we see all season. I mean, you talk about how great Bauer is. Look how bad Paul Blackburn has been this year. And his four starts, an 8.8 ERA and 11.1 ERA in his two home starts. You know, I hate it when it looks this obvious, but I do agree with you. Teams often struggle that first home game home. It makes a lot of sense. They've been gone for a few weeks. They have distractions with the family, other things they've got to take care of. Um, it's an angle I've actually used quite often in the NBA and also in baseball. Steve, uh, I know uh, a lot of people don't feel pretty confident going to the window and say, I'd like to bet the Miami Marlins, but they've actually been a really good pooch this year. Recently, they've been good. They're not playing like a last-place team. they got this kid going, Alcantara tonight, a pick against the Mets, who sometimes have some power outages. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Marlins as crazy as that sounds. What do you think? That is crazy, I think. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I don't know, man. You, the you, Mets have lost eight of their we last We got the Groms. There's actually been some... No, it's a pitching change, game. It's Oswalt now. Oh, is it? Is yeah. there a change? And it's still a pick yeah. Change of oh, pitcher, oh, 413. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, that's what I said. That's why it's a pick now. And you're getting this Oswald. This Alcantara kid actually wasn't too bad in the minor leagues. All right, all right. Miami. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm listening. Are you listening? Well, no, now I'm passing. <laughs> but now, now, now I'm passing, but I'm not saying you're crazy. So okay. continue, yeah. Steve. Thank Sorry. You. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, DeGrom is having a fantastic season, a 1.7 ERA. So that pitching change now is, is pretty substantial because, as Cam said, the Mets' biggest problem for several years now has been no offense. So they're going from DeGrom to Oswald. So it's a pretty big drop-off. Um, and I, I think Miami's, you know, young starter can do something here. The hitters are not familiar with them. These young guys often have an edge in the first couple games because of that. Hottest pitcher, one of the hottest pitchers in baseball uh, right now is a guy going off the board in a couple of minutes, Jose Barrios. Uh, 12 strikeout performance uh, in his last start against the Texas Rangers, 6-2 and two in his last uh, eight starts. Uh, the Twins are 8-2 and two in Barrios' uh, last uh, 10 home uh, games uh, compared to two and four away uh, from target uh, field. But a team I want to talk about, guys, are the um, the Detroit Tigers. Yes. And this this team's in a in a, in a downward uh, spiral right now with controversy around them as well. Jay's length 210. Wow. I know. That I know. is like I like nuts. Stroman for DFS purposes. So do. He's third cheap. He's a starting pitcher, exactly. But um, the, the, the Tigers are now 0-9, Steve. And I don't know if you're following this, guys. We'll get to this a little bit later on the show, actually. So the pitching coach got fired uh, by the Detroit Tigers out of the blue the other day for using the term spider monkey. And he claims that he was talking about one of the pitchers who's white. Now, there was an African-American clubhouse attendant around who said didn't like hearing this term. 
and the coach swears. Bazio swears. He and he swore on his mother's grave. Yes. He said, "I swear on my mother's grave, I was calling Stump, who's the pitcher, yeah. a spider monkey. That's what we call him on the team. I wasn't talking about anybody else. I was talking about a white pitcher on the team. That's his nickname." Except now we get reports that Stump said, that's not my nickname. <laughs> and really? and wow. everyone on the team said, we've yeah. never heard that term once here before. So it's a bad lie. Yeah, so basically he swore on his mother's grave, etc. That's a big swear. thing is, the guy was a good pitching coach. He won a World yeah, Series with the Cubs. He was really, really good. The Tigers pitchers have actually really done well under him, and they all like him and stuff. They've been but, overachieving. So it's just kind of, you know. It's bizarre. Your pitching coach gets fired in the middle of the season like this, in the middle of an 0-8 run. Then they lose again yesterday. They got shot out. Tigers aren't in a good spot right now, Steve. No, they've lost nine straight games. So do we think all of a sudden they're going to turn things around and decide to rally, being 10 games below 500 for the <laughs> season? You know, yeah, it just this is one of those situations you either play against them or you don't play those games until you see them do something. I'm not trying to catch that falling knife. They could lose 15 or 16 in a row before it ends. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, Yankees, uh, Yankees, and uh, Red Sox big series uh, here, guys. Big, big series. Rodriguez has been pitching pretty good for Boston. Rodriguez and Sabathia. I'm sort of leaning with the Red Sox. I, I slightly lean to the Red Sox. What do you yeah. think of this, uh, Steve? Uh, Yankees, Red Sox. Well, I just think it's incredible come postseason that one of these teams is going to be in a one and done situation just to make the divisional round because you know one of them has to be the wild card team. Um, that's why the future odds are so tricky with these two, and I really think you lean towards like Cleveland or Houston just taking a more big-picture discussion here as far as the AL champ because you don't even know if Boston or New York will even advance to the divisional route. They lose that one play-in game. That is a good point. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, guys. Take care, Steve. Another extremely hot team right now, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Rangers have won nine of their last 11 baseball games. It's kind of weird when you see uh, Giovanni Gallardo on the hill there against our boy Covey, but uh, I think I'm going to lay it down with the Rangers tonight because Covey, he hasn't been as good lately. I never, I don't bet a lot of baseball over. You like the over? That game should be. uh, That game should sail over the number. I agree. It should be some runs in that one. Big time. Beautiful people. The beautiful people. I met Marilyn Manson. He's not so beautiful. No, not so much. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Roval. Great word. Good name for a dog. Come here, Roval. 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 Come on, boy. What up, Roval? Roval. Roval. <laughs> Sit down, Roval. I haven't heard your pooch today. I guess the parents are taking care of them. They might have a day off. Actually, fed them today and didn't leave the house for eight hours. Yeah, it's a good point. I told my, I told my, mom, might, I told my mom, I told my mom about your neighbor. She was disgusted. She's a dog lover. We've had like dogs throw whatever. Like 
That's what you say. And she said the exact same thing. If you can't take the time to walk your pooch, don't own an animal. It's not right. Especially in this heat. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, they're, the neighbors are all right. I don't know. They basically, look, they got to go to work for the day. I guess. It's a little dog. Still. No, the dog, it's the dog's fault. <laughs> it is. Listen, I love dogs, but it's, it's the dog's fault. Well, he's just not trained well? No, dude, in the middle of the night, man, when I go and put something in a garbage chute, like, he hears me and he starts flipping out, like, through the, and you know what I mean? He's he's, he's very ultra-sensitive and yeah. jumpy. He needs some yeah. weed dog treats. That's what he really yeah, does. He needs CBD for dogs. Yeah, he's just, you know, I see him in the elevator. He's just, uh, he's, uh... Ah, he's jumpy? Yeah, he's like a little dog, but he's calm around his owners and stuff, but he gets sort of... Freaked out by strangers. There's a little chihuahua in my building. Damn cute. Yeah. It's crazy, too. We talked about it, how dogs look like their owners. They sure do. So, yeah, there's this, like, Filipino guy, and he looks like a chihuahua. Like, they have the same face. It's, it's like a little yeah. chihuahua dog. And dogs always looking up at me in the elevator. And But every time I bend down to pet him, he jumps back. And I got to tell you, they're freaking fast, these little they, chihuahuas, they man. Very like, he fast. dodges around, so I try to pet him, and he, he doesn't no, like You're not going to catch him. No, no, like, you can't pet this dog. <laughs> like, it's just... It's so true, though. The lady in my complex, too, she's got, like, uh, one of those, like, little sheep dogs with the long faces. And you look at her, and she's got a long face. It's like I told you, when I saw a picture of Ralph Regan, he looks like a turtle. There's no so way. I wonder, like, Babano. A turtle, a turtle. So Babano joins us now. So And we know Babano has a dog. So Fair I wonder right. if Babano has, like, Babano's dog has slick back gel yeah. hair. Looks yeah. like Carrie Fraser. Ba- Babano, he, he bathes his dog in brill cream. Yeah, like, uh, does your dog look like you, Babano? Like, do you slick your dog's hair back? He's got a great lid. Uh, my hairstyle is only made for me. <laughs> the dog's not getting cut. <laughs> You and Morris Richard. Yeah, two minutes for looking yeah. so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You've got the Morris Richard do. I just he actually does. That, yeah, yeah. I know it because Babano has. Slick back, yeah. He has a perfect hairline. It's like exactly straight. But it's amazing, though, Babano. Like, yeah. you got, like, a thick head of hair, but it's slicked back. Like, yeah, you look like uh, like a dude from, like, Archie Bunker. Like, you look like a bartender from, like, the 70s or something with the slick back Like a fast-talking sales. It's funny. Like, you guys yeah, mentioned yeah, the yeah, slick yeah. back look. I've actually did the slick back look this weekend because it's so damn hot. Uh, so we're going to go away from it for a few days and uh, while this heat wave passes by. So what happens? So what happens? Yeah, what happens hair, when what, you're not product what, in there? What happens, shaggy? what happens to your hair? Well, it's just, I find it gets really, really tough to keep it maintained when the heat gets at it. So uh, we're just letting it fly free now for the next few days. I don't mind it either because it's just damn hot. You know, you kind of weighs you down out going with that slick back look when it's 90 freaking degrees out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, Babano. The gel, like for me, ask Marenzi, I put like the gel and the pomade in. It just makes me sweat even more. Like, I yeah, don't exactly. Know it's, a nice thing, it's a good thing about being bald in the that's summer. A, no, oh, I nice agree. Cool. No, I agree. Being bald in the summer is a winning move. It's so nice. So yeah. you can't sun. You get oh, actually, you know what? Your dome gets burned. That's yeah, the problem. Top, top, Remember yeah. we went golf in the top of your head? I'm like, oh, my God. It fries your brain, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, it's not good. It fries your brain. So so you're going to the CFL game tonight. Oh, yeah, Tampa Bano, the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, point spread, uh, last I checked, it was five points. It is a smooth five. Total 58 and a half. Well, I'll tell you what. The CFL has been really playing to the under so far this year. Like how many games, you know. Well, that's actually it's five and four to the under. It just feels that way. But, uh, man, you need a clean ride to get to 58 Big time. and a half points. What's your What's your opinion on this football game, Abano? A game that you'll be going to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we see points, but the problem is I had over 55, and now it's up to 58 and a half, 59. 
Uh, and it's uh, just gone one-way action, really, from the beginning with this game over the total. I can understand why. It's a hot night. I think the defenses are going to get tired. Winnipeg doesn't mind playing fast. They play with some tempo. Uh, there's some times where you'll see uh, their offense, and Chris Trevler snapped the ball with 15 seconds left on the play clock. So I think they're going to try to run fast, maybe tire out the defense. you got two mobile quarterbacks. They can run. They can throw. I'm not enamored with Winnipeg's defense just yet. I mean, they shut down Montreal. Good for you. I mean, before that, I mean, against Edmonton, uh, they got shredded. Hamilton's defense played very well last week and against Calgary, but I've been impressed with Strebler. I think he's not going to be shut down by this Hamilton team, so I think we're going to see points. I'm not totally comfortable with laying five with Hamilton. They've talked about wanting to play much better at home, something they didn't do last year. I think they win the game. I'm not comfortable laying five, though. I think Winnipeg's a live dog. Uh, you know, we didn't get it with the Red Blacks last night. It was just a very sloppy, shitty football game. Receivers dropping balls, big mistakes. But, Babano, I'm thinking if you can get Winnipeg uh, in a teaser, which we did last night, that didn't work. But you get them at plus 12 to over 51 and a half. I think that should get there. Well, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are 13-3 and to the over their last 16 road games. They're also something similar, ATS on the road and in the road underdog role. And uh, that's why I'm hesitant to lay points with Hamilton. This many points with a team that's talked about how bad they were at home. They're going to have to show it to me first. I think now you just wait for this line to go up. And if you take as many points as you can with Winnipeg, uh, I don't hate that really. I think I could see a close game. I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the money line are worth a look. I agree with you, Gabe, but I'm teasing at Winnipeg. Let's not start talking a little crazy now. As I just stated, I think the Bombers on the money line. Who, who do we got on the line? Pigskin Pete? Yeah, exactly. It's Thai cat propaganda. He's a J-Box boy. That's right. Um, the, um, you know, listen, the thing with the Hamilton Tiger Cats is they're kind of inconsistent. They looked really, 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 really good last week. They really yeah. did. Yes, I mean, indeed. Masoli, Masoli was year. on top of things. No, yeah. that's the thing. And going back home, home opener, I think there's an assumption, oh, Look how good they played last week on the road against Edmonton. That's not the way the nope. CFL works. The week-to-week league. The only thing is, back-to-back road games now yep. for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's not a great spot for them, but you mentioned it. The Bombers have been road warriors, man, over the last, uh, like, two years or so. Since With Mike O'Shea, since he's got his act together in the last two years, they've really, really been a very good road uh, team. I like the, the fact that Strebler can... He's not shy to run the football, and he's a big dude. So... You know, he picks up first downs for them. They have the best running back in the CFL right now, and Andrew Harris. I don't like the road spot, but I don't trust Hamilton laying the five. I think the plus 175 is worth a little look. Very intense. Tons of weapons. Uh, so I we agree. Got- Darvin Adams, Dressler, and uh, Darius Bowman, who's there now. And from what I've read on Strebler, yep. Winnipeg's impressed with this guy's preparation. He prepares hard for these games. He's a film study uh, nerd, I guess you could say. He's always looking at video, trying to get better. So Winnipeg says his preparation level is, ex- is extremely uh, impressive so far. He can give these guys fits with his feet. You see him when he's in the open field, he runs real nice for a quarterback. So uh, BC and Edmonton, generally, I like taking underdogs. You know, I took Ottawa last night. I was on the wrong side. Guys, that game was closer than the final score. I, I it was 10-7 all night. I know. Ottawa, Ottawa, they see the guy gets tackled in the air at the one-yard line. Then they don't get it in. They would have been up 14 Exactly. We were covering. Like, that game, that, that, I, that was a bit. I'm just not a, pointing the finger. It is what it is. But they score that touchdown, we covered the game. I know that. Simple as that. And then they don't. And then on the next damn play, old Levi Mitchell, for the first time in his life, actually is accurate on a deep pass right up the midfield, and it was all over. But So my point is, generally, I don't like laying points in the Canadian Football League. But I'm looking at these next two games, and 
Edmonton have been kind of sloppy in the first two weeks. They came back and won. We'll give them a pass for that lightning game. It was a weird game. Last week, uh, they were flatter than a two-day-old Coke. Um, it's pretty flat. Yeah. So, you know, they're uh, f- flatter than Allie McBeal. That's that's a good one too. Yeah, she's, she's like a wash. She's like a washboard. Flatter and Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, Her fifteen minutes yeah. ended about twenty five years ago. Twenty years ago. Who? Who? Allie McBeal. Allie she's McBeal, in Supergirl. Yeah. No, no. No, she's Calista Flocker. She's a rap. Yeah, she's, she's married she, to Anne Solo. She's the chick from Supergirl. She's the boss. Yeah, yeah she's still around, but better. Settle down. <laughs> Her star's still shining yeah. bright. Yeah, yeah. All right, she's so a, uh, she's making money. Um, so, to, anyways, the BC Lions and the Eskimos. I think the Eskimos come to play tonight. BC had a bye week. Uh, whatever, man. They played the Alouettes. Hard to gauge anything. They, they, they didn't really even look all that good in that game. I don't think BC's going to score. Montreal led BC at halftime in week one. Yeah. Montreal led that game yeah, at halftime in week one. BC's secondary had big problems. Like, Drew Willie was really completing a lot of passes in that game. And BC had a hard time protecting Jennings in that game. Yep. And I think Edmonton's in a bad mood. They're not going to lose two Friday night games they, in a row. They at might home, man. annihilate BC. Yeah, I think it's one of these beatdown Four, games. Forty-one though. to fourteen types. I said last night. I just sort of threw it out there. I said, yeah, forty-one seventeen. Yeah. Forty-one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, in that, like in that, that range. I, I like that score a lot. I think it's a blowout. What do you think, Babano? Yeah, I could only take Edmonton. And this is someone that said, I think BC could be better, could be a sleeper. But if all they've got in their resume is a lackluster performance against Montreal at home on, to, 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 to prove me, that's not enough proof as far as I'm concerned. And I personally hate in the CFL these week two bye weeks because these starters don't play hardly at all in the preseason. Then in week one, you're on the field together. You're finally getting some rhythm and chemistry. And then you're sitting again for another week with that week two bye. Yeah. I hate that situation. And I'm worried about that a little bit for BC. You know, bye week are usually a positive thing, not those week two bye weeks when the starters play so little in the preseason. So I'm concerned for BC here. I lean Edmonton. I like the over a lot more. The last four meetings between these teams, 57 or more points scored for some reason, one high scoring game after another. I do think BC is going to move the ball a bit. Edmonton's defense has struggled, but I don't know if BC and that young secondary is ready for Riley in this passing attack. So over is the way I played this one. Look at this total, guys. You want to talk low? Montreal and Saskatchewan, the Canada Day. What do we got? Saturday, Saturday night. What is that? Uh, or what the, is that the Saturday night game? Yeah, I thought Canada it was Canada 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 five and a half. Yeah, well, Canada Eve, nine nine o'clock. Yeah. So it takes you into to midnight yeah. Canada. Exactly. They'll have fireworks and all that. Yeah, they'll, crap. They'll, they'll they'll really uh, juice sometimes it up. they do play Canada and Saskatchewan, but I guess they mix it up on a Saturday night for television. I think Saturday night's a better idea. Yeah, I agree with you. So um, how's that total though, guys? Forty five and a half. Montreal, they don't score. That's Winnipeg, the Winnipeg put fifty six up last week on the road. Yes, yeah, Brandon Bridge is going to run for like 180 yards in this game. He's going to run. He's going to run down her throat all day long. That's the thing. Saskatchewan might get 40 themselves. This will be a blowout. This game. I wouldn't take well, the under just because I think Saskatchewan could put 40 up on them. Well, that's the thing, and I got asked by everybody when I was doing radio stuff this week for the CFL. What's your do you downgrade Saskatchewan with Zach Kalaros to Brandon Bridge? Not an ounce not an ounce because Kalaros has not been the same the last couple of years. He's had injuries. Uh, I think it's a situation where Brandon Bridge can step in and do a pretty decent job. So uh, I'm looking at this as a game here where Bridge can do the, the job as far as I'm concerned against this uh, Montreal Alouettes defense. Uh, they haven't been able to stop anything. Uh, receivers were running wide open. 
uh, down the field for Winnipeg all game long last week. And I don't know how Drew Willie's going to score. I know the Saskatchewan defense guys was suspect last week, but when they played their first home game, they completely shut down Toronto in that environment. How's Drew Willie in this uh, lacking uh, Montreal offense going to move the ball? I really don't know. Montreal is now 0-13, both straight up and against the spread, their last 13. 12 of those 13 losses by 12 points or more. It's hard to make a case for this ugly, ugly dog. Hey, uh, Babano, I don't want to be Tom Teaser, but listen to this one. Like on the, uh, A lot of the sports books are offering the three-game 10-pointers. Uh, I got uh, Winnipeg to plus 15 versus Hamilton. Ed, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Winnipeg to plus 15. Edmonton to plus three and a half and get home to BC. And Saskatchewan as a pick em. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I think that teaser is going to be played for large units. That's all. They always sound good, Cam, but uh, we just hope they end up in the W, yeah. Yeah, they always sound good. Yeah, but, you know, but uh, we're, if we're going to take these teams, if we're taking Edmonton at 6.5 and, and Saskatchewan at minus 10, like, I, I think it's a good move. That's just my I opinion. do. Yeah, I do. If you're patient, exactly. Listen, if, you, if you're a patient man. I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You take Edmonton and you, you take Saskatchewan. Yeah, and I'm going to take Winnipeg, too, and get them to plus 15, too. In a three in a three game ten pointer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, there's uh, the CFL board. Are you bet any baseball uh, tonight, Babano? Uh, just the Phillies because Washington is slumping. Uh, three and ten their last thirteen games. Pavetta has been a good home pitcher. Fade is just a spot starter for Nationals. Uh, I don't trust him a whole lot. Uh, I'm a little worried about the Phillies bullpen. Fetty, yeah, exactly. Fetty Legrand. Fetty. So, uh, I think it's a situation where the Phillies playing good ball right now. They've won two in a row. Nationals slumping. Cheap price at home. I took Philly. Eddie Fetty. Eddie Fetty. That's your boy. Remember, it's Eddie. Yeah. Fetty. The best name in sports, though, is in the Australian uh, Football League, Eddie Betts. Oh, Eddie Betts. Eddie that's, Betts. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's no, his that's name. So Eddie good. Betts. Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts. It's a great name. That is good. That would be a good a, name for a capper. A ch- actually, I know a chick, uh, Sandra Betts, that's in pretty, high school. That's, yeah. pre- that's yeah, pretty cool. She, she was pretty racy, too. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so you're getting all blasted. So, yeah. Babano, you were at a CFL game last yeah, year, Yeah, good too. for you, Babano. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks good in a row. Real yeah. stadiums. You, you're going to continue the fun. tour? Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm trying to get out to B.C. I'm in the planning stages of a September trip to B.C. Uh, for a Hamilton at B.C. game. Not confirmed yeah, yet, I saw but that. I'm thinking of going there. I, it's in September I 22nd, saw that. I believe. Yeah. I can't make it that weekend, so... Uh, You'll be on your own, but you'll have a good time anyways. But, uh, yeah, I can't make it. We're recording. That's the weekend we're recording the record. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going to the street for me. Our boy Darsh is already trying to say, hey, you come down. We'll absolutely go. So Darsh is trying to twist my arm and make this a confirmed trip here. I wouldn't believe anything Darsh says. (laughs) (laughs) He says that now. I almost didn't believe on Saturday I almost didn't believe on Saturday night that Cam and I were ever going to get back to Mississauga in that Uber car. Holy mackerel. It took us 45 minutes with that damn uh, vehicle on fire that apparently yeah. slowed up traffic. And, geez, it was a you nightmare. You could hear Cam in the an- back with all the angst going, oh, are we ever going to get home? Come on. It's just our luck. The guy doesn't even have a license. And know what I left, Gabe? I just realized I had a Presto card because we were drinking whatever when I got out to Babano because I gave him money for the ride because he prepared the Uber. My my Presto card had a hundred bucks on it, so I just lost a hundred. Oh, you bucks lost the card? card. Oh yeah, it's in the back of the guy's car. It's gone. <laughs> oh jeez. Ian Cameron. Never going to see that again. No, it's gone. You can gone. follow him on Twitter at Babano, and uh, you can uh, check him out over the Sportsbook uh, Review YouTube uh, page as well as SportsMemo.com. Enjoy the game tonight, Babano. Thanks, boys. Always a blast. Have a great weekend and good luck. Cash some tickets. 
You got it. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Prop Builder tool over at mybookie.ag for getting having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches. Avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest the players you want without salary caps. Get a 50% deposit bonus. Use promo code FNTSY. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions, Red Heat, Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Jet City Woman, Jet City. I like this one. Yeah, good riff, Queens oh, It's beautiful. Good band, Queens Very underrated. Uh, technically, like you're a technical musician, you do appreciate like good shredding and stuff. And uh, you know me, I just know music. I don't actually play it. But Queensrÿche, when you talk about like guitarists and musicians, they're actually up there. They're pretty underrated, actually. Very, very, very good. good yeah, great, great musicians. I'm going to tell you, hey, Morenzi. Uh, Most of the Seattle bands are sort of uh, heroin chic grunge. Yes. Queensrÿche are one of the few, one of the few that uh, you know. Technical rock, technical metal. You're right. out of uh, out of the Seattle area. That's a very good point. Like they're they're when you, you not really known as a Seattle band, but that's but where they, they're yeah, from. No, they're from Seattle. They they're play. actually from uh, Bellingham, Bellingham, Washington, yeah. right on the border where yeah. I got busted. Yeah, yeah, that's where they took. I didn't tell you the story <laughs> when I went to the Seahawk game. Right, it was when uh, I went to the old Kingdom, and me and my buddy we rented a car. So we went there, and I remember we went back, and I go, well, let's just get smokes and beers and, like, do all the other things. The smart move is I bought a wet Seahawks sweater that I was wearing on my person. But we went back, and uh, basically they kept my buddy at the border, car under his name, found the smokes, the booze or whatever thing. They basically took the car off, the wheels, everything, and they put it on blocks. Uh, got into a lot of trouble, Brad. So he couldn't go back to the States, actually, for for a while, too. Like, he got – it wasn't just, like, a pay-the-fine thing. It was, like, almost smuggling, you know? We got burned pretty hard. Uh, so uh, Vince Vince McMahon in the news. What's he up to uh, right now? Vince McMahon is uh, investing five hundred million dollars in the XFL. They thought he was going to put a hundred million in, but he's putting five hundred million. He, in he wants it to work to show his seriousness uh, about uh, this league. And we, you know, we were talking about Thursday night football earlier. To me, Cam, there's really not. There's not really any room for this for the XFL. Yeah. I think it's going to be a mistake if he puts too much money into it. They they have so much money, the WWE, that 
Yeah. And look, five hundred million investment. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna a, get a lot back in in in. Um, it's a pet project. In in commercial in in advertising etc. I don't know. Five hundred million dollars not a pet project. That's a, that's a real investment. Then now, it's a real investment. Now you know I get it. Now they're they're the the quote is they're returning without gimmicks. They didn't really have too many gimmicks to begin with in the no, first place. And in fact, really, I thought yeah. they should have had more gimmicks. Yes. To me, that was the problem. Yeah, if you're going to infuse wrestling and football, you should have done more Yeah, but stuff. they didn't infuse it, and they should have. I maintain it. Like, they should create, they should mix the both of them. I can tell you one thing. So basically, like, you know, when you go to a commercial yeah. break, so it's like, uh, you know, you have a real football game going yeah. on. But you're like, oh, we're going to go to a commercial break, but you pan into the crowd. Then you're like, oh, my God. Oh my God! It's it's Roman Reigns, and he's like putting pile driving. Yeah, somebody. Roman yeah. Reigns and Seth Rollins are fighting yeah, in section four eighteen at the Orlando. And yeah, and they showed him like telling <laughs> down the steps and stuff awesome. like that. Yeah, I like that. You sort of incorporate the both of them. You know, you have a, you know, you don't go overboard. You do it creatively though. Actually, I should be writing this stuff. So you basically have the wrestlers on the sidelines, just sort of like you know in street clothes. Oh, this is great. You know, it's great that Vince has this XFL. And then another wrestler sort of just, like, hits him over the head Boom. with a chair on the sideline. Right during the interview? Bam. Yeah, so people like wrestling fans tune in because they don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Football fans are tuning in because we have money on the game. It's got to be a betting league or else there's no point. And I'd rather watch uh, Seth Rollins and, uh, and Roman Reigns roll down the steps uh, than I would Bob Costas wax poetic uh, about something. He does love to lay it on thick. Cheerleaders weren't sleazy enough last time either. Yeah, you wanted it to make uh, them naked. More trashy. Nude. <laughs> yeah, if I was commissioner, that's, yeah. The leaderboard. The cheerleaders yeah. would be nude except for the boots. I like the boots. I don't, I'm not, not going to lie. I'm not a fan of the barefoot look. No, I love This it. isn't Woodstock. I agree with you. No, 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 no need for <laughs> pipes and whatever. I like a woman in a fine boot. And I'm going to be honest with you, I like leggings and fishnets too. I like it old school. Well, you know, let's not get carried away well, here. I want to make it. fishnets on our cheerleaders. Racy, camp. racy, said naked. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, naked, naked. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I like a little bit of clothes before the naked. Speaking of uh, naked, uh, this uh, could be like a gay tandem in golf here. You want to hear who the leaderboard is in golf? Look at the names. Bro, Bo Hostler and Brian Gay. Bo is kind of like, it sounds like kind of like a tag team. Bo Hostler and Brian Gay and so gay of, movies. So instead of Tebow, it's Gay Bo. <laughs> Yeah, it's gay, bo. gay bo. exactly. Bow and gay, bow and bow and gay, buddy. Sounds Hostler. like sounds like Brokeback Mountain too. Yeah, sure, good call. Starting Bo Hostler and Brian Gay. Anyway, Bo Hostler's leading the golf tournament with Brian Gay. Man, I knew he would be well. I love Bo Hostler. It's early, and Francisco Melinari in third. Hey, I love you. T three. Good news all over the board, buddy. Good news. Good news. So when is this XFL? When are they going to start? I don't know. Two years or something. Two years? I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know if there's not. Uh, you said it. There's not like you got college football. You got the NFL. I don't really think you need another league of football unless they do some really crazy stuff. You said if they're going to keep it just regular and try to make it like real football, they're done. They got to do something. There was room. There was room for the NFL. For um, there was room for the AFL, the Arena Football League in the old days when they started the week after the NFL ended, but. Um, you know, there, there just really isn't. You know, football is extremely popular, but 
There's never been another league to successfully, like the second most successful league after the NFL is the Canadian, Canadian Football, football league. league. Exactly. Like it really is. For all the people that crap on the Canadian Football League, and you know, most of it's done in Canada, actually. Most, uh, it's funny because, um, you know, I do late night shows, my podcast, and, you know, our audience is probably, it's, you know, 50-50 or let's say 60-40 U.S. type thing. Yep. And they all like the Canadian Football League. They all know the players. Oh, Dominic Davis. And, yep. You know what I mean? They, they, they know the players. College. Yeah, they know the players uh, right away, and they enjoy the game. And a lot of people in Canada are like, oh, I like the NFL. I don't really watch the CFL. But you know how many football leagues have come and gone since the Canadian Football League? Oh, they got the World League. With I the can't Mon- even. I World can't League remember. with the Montreal Machine, the XFL, the Arena League. So... At least, yeah, three or four. You more than three or four. UFL, USFL, USFL. Uh, there's been, dude. There's been like 92 football leagues that have been tried. The USFL is the only one that ever really got up and running. Egg real players. And the USFL did have a couple of successful years. Um, you know, they had big time players, man. Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie. Of course, Donald Trump owned the New Jersey Generals. Yep. And. Um, the NFL actually looked at the U.S. At first, the NFL was like, yeah, whatever. But the USFL came and Love the USFL. they offered big money uh, to players. Yeah. So players were like, you know what? Yeah, you're the NFL, but these guys are offering more money. So I'm, I'm just going to go there. It's <laughs> exactly what happened. I, I, I thought it was a great league. But then the NFL started to squeeze. The NFL started to squeeze the stadiums and, you know, play hardball. With the television networks, if you ever want to show the NFL again, yeah. you better not be showing the USFL. Turkeys. And uh, then the the USFL actually um, the USFL actually went downhill. Now, listen, anything about Donald Trump is going to create negativity, right? So you see stories all over the place. I see right now, um, you know how Donald Trump ruined the XFL. The USFL was ruined when Donald Trump sued the NFL. Donald Trump and decline of the USFL. Like you go down the list, and of course, Donald Trump sued the NFL. In a famous lawsuit, and um, a judge uh, won. Like uh, the judge agreed with Donald Trump in the USFL's argument, so they were all happy. But then the irony kicked in, and the judge awarded them one dollar. Like they sued for like uh, you know millions. Yeah, they sued for you know hundreds of millions. And they you got, got a dollar. You got a dollar. It's like oh. a symbolic oh, victory. Oh God! You're right, but here's a. Yeah, you're so, right, but you're not getting any money out of actually, this. So that's, here's that's, $1. No, what, that's worse. It is. It's almost more insulting. It is. It's a kick in the balls. Yeah, because if you're right, why do you get a dollar? Exactly. Yeah, it's some of those more, the moral high ground. Screw the dollar, man. I don't care. I think that's absolutely, that's nuts. That would enrage you. If somebody, if you won a case and somebody gave you a dollar, you'd snap. They, they had great names, though, for the teams. Memphis Showboats. Uh, Memphis Showboats. Jacksonville Bulls. The Denver Gold. Yeah, there we go. I, it was a great league. Great league. <laughs> Houston Gamblers. Yeah, Houston Gamblers, great name. Yeah, I used to, I was Jacksonville Bulls, Memphis. I remember the Memphis Showboats. They, it was, I got to be honest with you, Marcy, you when I was younger, Memphis, I used to love that league. Memphis Showboats, um, you know who's on that team? Who's on Memphis Showboats? Reggie White. Reggie White, nice. Reggie White. Good call. Jim Kelly was with the Gamblers. Uh, Jim Kelly was on the Houston Gamblers. Hey, Philadelphia Stars. I forgot the Philadelphia Stars. Steve Young. He was on um, 
the Tampa Bay, the Bay Bandits. The Bandits. That's right. I was going to say Storm, but that's a uh, that's arena. Sworn the Bandits was the name of the. No, that was the Rowdies in the old NSAL deal. <laughs> the Ra- the Tampa, that's right. The Tampa Bay Rowdies. Great name. Versus the New York Cosmos. Great name. <laughs> the Rowdies. Montreal Manic. Yeah, so the team names, they had a lot of teams, man. Like, so these were the yeah. teams. So it was, uh, it was the Philadelphia and the Baltimore Stars. Stars, yep. The, um, the Birmingham Stallions. Yep. Remember them. The Tampa Bay Bandits. I wouldn't remember the name Bandits, but yeah. I remembered that Steve Young played on the Tampa team before he went to the NFL in San Francisco. The Michigan Panthers. The Panthers, and oh, yeah. They were cool. They had wicked uniforms, those guys. The Michigan Panthers. Houston Gamblers, that's just great name. Thing. I got to get a gambler. Yeah, jersey. Houston Jim Gamblers. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I actually have a Miami Hurricane Jim Kelly jersey. I have a number 12 yeah, Bill. Man. I should have his. Yes. I have all three of his jerseys. That's a great point, actually. Um, the New Jersey Generals. Yes, yeah, the New Jersey Generals. Doug Flutie, Herschel Walker. This is just all the top of my head, like as far as their star players. Um, Oakland Invaders. Yes, the Invaders. What great names, man. The Oakland Invaders. Denver's was weird, though. The Denver Gold. I think uh, Anthony Carter, for some reason. The star out of Michigan. I think Anthony Carter, for some reason, was on the Oakland Invaders. Memphis Showboats. I remember Reggie White was on the Memphis Showboats. The Denver Gold. I told you, Denver Gold. I wouldn't have remembered the Denver Gold if you offered me a remember, pound of gold right I now. I remember their helmet. You do? It was the worst. It was actually, they were the biggest, like, loser team. It was just, like, a big sphere with, like, hot. Like, it was kind of like a, a hot sun gold. Like, it sucked. That's a good uh, trivia question, Ashley, uh, if you want to catch yeah. someone to guard. Oh, I knew the Denver who's, Gold. Who's the worst team in USFL history? Denver Gold. No. Pittsburgh Maulers. Really? Yeah. Three and 16. <laughs> the Washington Federals. Yeah, right. The Federals. San Antonio Gunslingers. I remember these guys, the uh, Arizona Outlaws. They became the arena team, actually. The Rattlers? Arizona Wranglers. Um, Las Vegas, uh, excuse me, Los Angeles Express. Express, I remember the the, the LA Express. That's who Steve Young played for, didn't he? I think he played for the LA Express. I thought he was on the Tampa Bay. No, I think he's he's LA Express. He was their quarterback. Steve Young was a quarterback for the LA Express. Yeah? Positive. Yeah. Maybe he played for both. Yeah, I think he did. We'll look it up in yeah, a second. We will. We'll check that out. Like Bruce Jacksonville Bulls. Yeah, the Jacksonville Bulls. <laughs> I remember the Chicago Blitz. I remember yep. them. Blitz. Yeah, the Boston. Great, great name. Boston Breakers. Remember yeah, them? The Bra- they, actually, they became the New Orleans Breakers. Good call. Yeah, and they then, went to the New Orleans. And breakers. then the Portland Breakers. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to love the Breakers helmet. It was like just some big, like wa- wicked wave, and it was all like, oh man, they had. I wouldn't have remembered all these teams. Like yeah. honestly, like I remembered. I know I, most of them. I remember the Baltimore Stars, the Birmingham Stand Stallions. I didn't remember. I knew Tampa you know, had Memphis, a team. Memphis but, Showboats. Yeah, I knew them. I knew. I knew the Michigan Panthers. I know the Houston Gamblers. Obviously, the New Jersey Generals are the most sort of. Famous uh, USFL team. Oakland Invaders, I remember. The Showboats, yes. Denver Gold, no. Denver Gold. Boston Breakers, yes. I would have remembered New Orleans, though, Cam. Good call by you. I remembered them in Boston. I used to like that. I remember the Chicago Blitz. Jacksonville Bulls, I don't. LA Express, yes. I obviously. And I always confuse the LA Express with the XFL team. What was their name? Do you remember? It was close to the Express, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. The Extreme. Yes. L.A. Extreme. Yeah, with the X. Yeah, they just... <laughs> You're so right. But you got to admit, some of those names... Tommy Maddox was yeah, on Tommy that Maddox. team. Winner. They won, they, they, won, won, they won the championship. They won yeah. the one and only um, um, XFL championship. championship. The million-dollar game, it was called. They split a million dollars up. 
That was one cool thing about the XFL. It's a good concept. They paid the players an appearance fee, but each game in the old days, there was like 100K or whatever, basically. And it's a good concept. Basically, like Vince, there's 100K with a briefcase on the sideline. Winning team splits it up. Do you want it? Go get it. These guys are, you know what I mean? Like, hey, 5K each and stuff's not bad for winning a football game, right? So it was a good concept. Um, The XFL had some good team names. The Extreme, yeah, the XFL. Even the World, I think the World League had wicked team names. Montreal Machine, Scottish Claymores. Frankfurt Galaxy, the um, Ryan Fire, XFL, Chicago Enforcers, Forcers. yep, Los Angeles Extreme, Memphis Maniacs, yeah, what an X, Maniacs, <laughs> San Francisco Demons, <laughs> and of course my personal favorite, the Orlando Rage, Rage, of course too, like no uh, stereotype here, the New York New Jersey Hitmen, yeah that's good, yeah thanks, pow pow. Yeah, the um, the World League. I can name every team. Give, I give me a team, and I'll name them. I used to go to World League games. Yeah, too. what the Montreal Machine. Yeah, I used yeah. to. Yeah, I went to every one of them. World League football. Yeah, World League. You remember I, the field goal kicker? He was on the New York Giants. Bjorn Nipmo. Yeah, Bjorn, Bjorn Nipmo was good, man. Did he used to kick barefoot? Yeah, yeah, he he looked like a big big Swedish guy. He looked like a Swedish yeah. caveman, but he was small. He was on. Uh, <laughs> Bjorn Nidmo. Good call. He was on the Montreal team. Awesome. He was on the Montreal uh, machine. Montreal machine. The machine. I even remember the quarterback. Kevin Kevin Sweeney. Kevin, what school did he go to? I do not. No, I, I no, no, that. no, no, no. That's, yeah. that's too. That's tough. Yeah, the Barcelona what, Dragons? Yeah, Barcelona Dragons. What's, what was it? Frankfurt Galaxy? Galaxy, Ryan Fire. There was two teams in Germany. I used to bet on that. They had, oh yeah, they had Frank. They had Frankfurt and Rhine, Scottish Claymores, London Monarchs. Here it is, like sold out. That, that was a fun league. Remember, they were the first ones. Yeah, I, you know what? Remember uh, yeah, London, London Monarchs, Monarchs. The Monarchs. Remember who the quarterback of the Monarchs was? Off the top of my head, I can tell you who it was. Who? Stan Galba. Yeah, from the who went to and he went. Remember Chris Stan Co- Gelba. Stan Gelba. Then he went to the Seattle Seahawks and was yeah. two and fourteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Stan Gelba was the Monarchs quarterback first before he went to Seattle. Crazy, Stan Gelba. God, he was a horrible Seahawk. Montreal Machine history. <laughs> Year founded, 1991. Year retired, 1992. Yeah, yeah. good, good run. It was, a, it was a nice one year good, run. Good run. People were into it, man. I love it. it. I thought it was. Like, fun. No, it was. It was, it was on league. Fox. It was on Fox. The games were wicked. Yeah, man. no, it was. It was, it was a real league. They exactly. Were, they actually had like it, it was well this produced. This was a real league. Gabe, like I remember the fonts. Like if you go back and watch ESPN Classic and they show a World League game, yeah. it looks like it was pretty slick. Yeah. For the time of year it was but in, the, it the was reason good. the World League succeeded because it would had the NFL's backing. It did. It was all called NFL Europe. Yeah, it turned into NFL Basically, Europe. Yes. Yeah, that's what they changed from the World League to NFL Correct. Europe, but that's what it was essentially. So there were drafted players, right? Like that's there correct. were guys, like I remember talking to a guy, like he was drafted by the Giants, but he was on the Montreal machine. Yep. And he goes over, yeah, to play yeah, World League. Yeah, they basically yeah. told him, go play in Montreal, that's and you know what I mean? That's you what know? they did. Yeah, it was sort of like a yeah. feeder league. It was a feeder league. Dude, it was good in the NFL Europe, and Good betting on it. I enjoyed it. Remember the uh, the World Bowl and stuff? World Bowl. Barcelona against yeah. Frankfurt. Sold out stadiums in Europe. It was awesome. They used to love it, too. Yeah, the Montreal Machine were bad, 6-14. They actually were a bad team. 6-14. Scottish Claymores were pretty good. 
I remember they had a they had a good run. Yeah, Kevin Sweeney, of course, I remember. Kevin Sweeney, his shoulder separation. <laughs> Fresno State, that's where he played. Oh, nice. He's a bulldog. Man, Sonny Vega would love this jersey. What, the Montreal Machine jersey? Oh, look at it. It looks awesome. It's, it's like Vaughn it, Yeah, it looks like Virginia Tech. That's exactly what it looks like, but the sleeves are kind of wild. Yeah, you know what? World League logo is pretty cool, too. It's like a telecommunications kit. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like yeah. futuristic. It's like, hi, we're the World League. Like, no, it's pretty cool. The world, it, It's amazing how you said it. Like, some of these leagues had potential. They just they just didn't last. And I enjoyed them all. U.S. felt the World League were awesome football. Bye-bye. Good memories of uh, yeah, going to uh, Montreal Machine Games. Game time decisions, right? Heat and Rage Radio continues. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Greg Jesse. Take a look at this uniform with the with the cartoon bandit dog on it. Is that not awesome? That's the best. Our boy Jesse, big football <laughs> fan, great football gambler actually. Always in the LV uh, Super uh, Contest, what Vegas Super Contest. Sends us a shot of uh, Ray Savage, Ray Savage, uh, linebacker. Montreal Machine, Ray Savage. That's a yeah, great You know handle. what? And off the top of my head, we're going back away. So I'm going to put myself out here. And I don't know how many too many hosts could do this, but Ray Savage, what, 1990, linebacker. I say he was a Virginia Cavalier. Some For some, for some reason, that I saw his name, and I just even tweeted Jesse right away. I said Virginia. Virginia. Ray Savage, football. And I think, didn't Ray Savage play for the Jets after the Montreal machine? I could be wrong. Ray Savage. Boom. Yep. Got him, I good. He's Ray a Savage. Virginia Cavalier. Yeah. Ray Savage, NFL. I, I think he made the Jets after. Ray, don't call me Randy Savage. Those are some wicked pitchers. Ray Savage football. Ray Savage. Uh, Ray Savage. We got all his yeah. college stats. <laughs> he has an NFL page, but I guess he didn't play. He didn't play very long. It was pretty crazy. Uh, oh, good for him! Wow, that's funny. You know, someone sends a picture of Ray Savage. Here he is right now. He's the head coach. He's the head coach of Menchville uh, Menchville High School football team. Where's that in? 
It's in Virginia. Nice. And he was a big star there, actually. It's unbelievable. He's so he stayed in Virginia. He's a Cavalier, and he stays in the state. And he went and back. He goes yeah. back to football. That's cool. Yeah, Ray Ray Savage. Great. Yeah, there were some good football players that came out of the uh, came out of the World League. The wicked name Ray Savage. Yeah, but the USFL was loaded. Was loaded with uh, with talent. Yeah, they paid for it. They the the guys that they had there, like Anthony Carter played uh, there. All those guys played there. You talked about it. Herschel Walker, Jim Kelly, stars. It was a star league. All right, so get this: the USFL had three consecutive. They had the last three Heisman Trophy winners join their league. It's unbelievable. Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie, Doug and Mike Flutie. Rozier. Oh, Mike Rozier, running back. The USFL had future NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks Jim Kelly and Steve Young. USFL featured uh, head coaches George Allen. Hall of Fame coaches George Allen and Marv Levy. Marv Levy. Marv Levy coached in the CFL, too. Two-time Grey Cup champion with the Montreal Alouettes in 1976 and 77. Or was it uh, 774 and 76? Whatever. Actually, a guy I used to work with, Gabe, I remember he's a TV guy. Remember uh, the tennis player Carling Bassett? Yeah. She used to be Canada's like best female tennis player. Yeah, John Bassett. I used daughter. to work with John Bassett, right? He, yeah. he was a part owner of a USFL team with... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. With, with Trump. I remember he, like, he used to talk about it all the time. He said it was just a, like the parties. It was a shit show. Like he said it was absolutely wild. Other stars, other big name players, and listen to this, a lot of guys who played in the league... Uh, Marcus Dupree, shout out to Sooner Lisa, Marcus Dupree, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooner legend. Marcus Dupree, linebacker Sam Mills. Remember Sam Mills went From on the New to Orleans Saints, long time career in the International Football League. Uh, quarterback Bobby Herbert. Bobby Hebert. Yeah, hey Bear. Hey Herbert. It's, it's hey like, uh, It's like <laughs> hey George, George Costanza when he uh, can't stand you. Yeah, George was dating this chick, and uh, she was talking about like poetry and stuff. Yeah, and George hated her. So George said to her, he goes, uh, she's like, you know, I find this these, uh, this, uh, this column very interesting and this poetry very interesting. And George Costanza said, you know what I find very interesting? He goes, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, his name is Bobby Haybear. He goes, it should be Haybert, but it says Haybear. He goes, I find that fascinating. <laughs> Bobby Haybear. It should be Herbert. Yeah, Bobby Haybear. Um Anthony Carter, who, as, as yeah, I mentioned. I just said, yeah, Anthony Carter. Center sure. Kent Hull. From the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Your Buffalo time. Bulls. Bills. Yeah, longtime linebacker, too. Remember Gary Plummer? Gary Plummer was good. Yeah. Kicker, Luis Dejas. Uh, legendary kicker. Left tackle, Louis Sharp. Wide receiver, Ricky Sanders. Former SMU Mustang, Craig James. Uh, Craig James, yes. Bart Oates. From the New York Giants. Charles Martin. Wow. Ooh, Joe Cribbs. Joe My Cribbs, boy, Joe Cribbs, Buffalo Bills. Nice. Joe Cribbs, uh, quarterback Brian Sipe, Gary Anderson, kicker. running back. Not the kicker. Oh, not the kicker for the Steelers. Running back. Oh, interesting. Kick returner Mel Gray. Remember him? He Mel kicked. Gray was one of the best kick returners of all time yeah, with the Detroit Lions. Kick he was return amazing. Specialist, oh, yeah. Mel Gray was so good. That was my buddy's favorite player. And uh, safety Dwight Drain. Some of the uh, the bigger names to play. Mel Gray. Great memories. Marissa. You know who else played in the uh, USFL? Who? A big time professional wrestler. Which one? The Rock. A pretty cool guy, too. No, The Rock. Uh, no, he, the just Rock played a, he played college the, football. The Rock The Rock was like six years old then, probably, if that. Randy McMichael? Mongo? That's a good call, not a bad call. 
The Rock played for the Calgary Step Eaters. Yes, Dwayne Johnson did play us. That's correct. You know what's funny? He owes his career to Wally Watto. Dwayne Johnson's told the story, too. Like, he basically stated, like, Wally Watto helped him in the sense that, you know, he played, Dwayne Johnson played football at Miami, right? Miami yeah. Hurricanes. He was good, not great. Good, not great. Not going to the NFL, but he wanted to. You know what I mean? So he took the route, all right, I'll play in Canada. I'll go, I'll go play for the Calgary Stampeders. He made the Calgary Stampeders, essentially. So after camp, Wally Bono goes up to him and says, listen, kid. He goes, uh, you made the team. He goes, you're on the team. He goes, you'll be a backup linebacker, and uh, you'll play on special teams. But uh, he goes, uh, I'm going to cut you, though. And uh, he goes, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. And he said, you could be a star wrestler. And he goes, because his father was a wrestler and his grandfather was a wrestler. And Bono knew all this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he said, you know, I know you, you know, you're looking to carve your own footstep here. But he said, you know, you're just not that good of a football player. So go wrestle. Yeah. Like <laughs> Wally Bono told him. Oh, that's He it. said, yeah. you're just, he goes, you're on the team, but you're just, you're nothing special, man. And he told him point blank, like man to man. He said, you're nothing special. You're going to be on special teams here. So by, you know what? And he goes, and I know your story. And that's crazy. He goes, just embrace who yeah. you are, man. That's wicked. And boom, it created the journey to the rock. Because most coaches, if you made the team, wouldn't probably even talk to you. Most coaches wouldn't give no, a they, shit. They would have said, oh, who cares? Hey, whatever. Hey, Johnson, but he's hurt. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. care who your grandfather he's not is. He's going to give you exactly. a life speech about what you should do exactly. after you make the team. So I got to give Wally Bono a He was man enough to tell him, you're not that good. That's awesome. You know what I mean? You're not going anywhere here. You're that's, on the team, but you're just another guy. You know what I mean? That's a really good strike of luck right there. Because I'll tell you, nine out of ten coaches wouldn't even have the time to, especially since you're a backup and a guy that barely made the team. Yeah. Wow. His, his own talent that yeah. did everything, but, but it helped. You know, it, like it you helped. said, Bono could have said, "Yeah, you're on the team," and said nothing. Yeah, and he, right? and he and plays for the Stampeders as a backup for five I mean, years. The timing is different, and everything. Yeah. He doesn't get a WWF at that time, and maybe he doesn't get hot because the timing was the right exactly. time. Everything is timing, right? Everything is timing. Everything is timing. It's just actually crazy that Bono said that to him. Good on him. I sat at a dinner table with Wally Bono once. Was he nice to you? No. No, he wasn't nice to uh, my cousin got drafted by the Calgary Stampeders. He played for the University of Western, cousin through marriage. Yeah, Wally, uh, he made the team. He played for the Stamps for two or three years, but uh, he had a problem with Wally. They used to butt heads. So the USFL started in 1983. They had a television contract with ABC. Uh, they had teams in big markets, New York, L.A., Chicago, yeah. Detroit, Boston, Tampa, Oakland, Denver, Washington, Philadelphia, Birmingham, and Phoenix. Although they lost uh, money. All right. uh, they expanded to 18 teams. In 1985, the USFL sued the NFL for antitrust violations. A case it won in 1986. Unfortunately, damage were pegged at $1. Um, it was multiplied to $3 under antitrust laws. <laughs> <laughs> to three dollars. After oh my god! After the 1985 season, the USFL was over 160 million uh, in the red. After winning the antitrust uh, case, being unable to secure any damages um, or a forced merger, they tried to force their way. What, to what's the, NFL. the what's the moral of the story again? Timing, bad timing. Things just didn't work. It just it wasn't on a, the right collision course, Marenzi. Bad things. That's so. That's nuts. 
I do love that league, though. They should bring it back. So, yeah, if you think the XFL, you really believe that they can actually make it work no. in today's environment. You no, don't, I don't. It's not, no. not even wrestling fan will get into it. No. Wrestling fan won't care about it. Football fan won't care about it. It's, it's two in the middle. So how long do you think it would last? I don't know, three years. They lasted one year last time. If he's putting they, 500 million yeah. into it, and he's going to you know, three, four, three years, I'll say, two years. Yeah. I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it almost. The big pitch is that... Um, that they're they're gonna have Patriots playing. Players will stand for the anthem. Oh, I'm sure that really matters. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean, that's what I do. I watch a football game for the anthem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Vince, yeah, Vince, really they, they keep going back to that. No one, you know, we respect the flag in this league, and it's basically a MAGA, Kid Rock. Yeah, like that's their their target place here. You don't like those spoiled brothers in the, in the NFL? Watch this. Real American football. Right? Like, that's that's sort of their angle that they're going to take. I love when you say Kid Rock. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah he yeah. won't be the spokesperson oh, no, for the league. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll be the theme you, song. He'd yeah. show up to the opening of an envelope. You don't think when oh, Vince yeah. says you want to be the representative so, yeah, of the red, white, and blue? So he'll show up oh, yeah. to the opening of a phone booth. Oh, damn right he will. He'll cut the ribbon. <laughs> snip, snip. <laughs> so would I. Hey, buddy, I'll tell you something. I show pizzas. If I like it, hey, you want to give me an endorsement deal? I'm listening, and you're right. I'd really love a food one. You know, last night I was talking about uh, last night I was talking about Tim Tebow, actually, and how successful he's uh, being right now. Mike Cardano just uh, tweeted something out about Tim Tebow has actually made the All-Star All- team. All-Star. He's on fire. Yeah, he's on fire this month, man. Um, Is he hitting 323 or something? Yeah, 323 in a month. Hitting 318 this month now. 318 up to uh, seven extra baits hits. Got five home runs. He's hitting 261 right now with five home runs and 30 RBI. Good at double him. A ball. Good for him, man. It's pretty impressive. He's I a agree. good guy, this guy. We're pulling for him. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, listen, you can't call him up now. I mean, people need to chill out with this call him up now stuff. But I don't have a problem with him getting in a couple of games in the month of September. Yeah. Now, the thing is, as good as he's playing... He's comparable, Cam. There's a couple other kids on the team in the, in the system that have the same numbers he did. Like, there's one guy that has the same numbers. He's basically got, like, nine home runs and hitting 260, and he just got... His, his name's not Tim Tebow. He got promoted to to AAA from AA, except the guy's not even in the top 30 prospects on the Mets. So, Tim Tebow's a nice story, but he's still, like, the 72nd prospect in the Met organization, yet... These other kids, he's not taking up a Major League Baseball at bat because these other kids wouldn't be getting the call up either. Listen, by the time September comes around, the Mets are going to be like, you know, 15 games out of first place or whatever. Asses in seats? Yeah, well, not even asses in seats. It's fun, right? Like, does it really matter? It's, you know, we talked about it. I mean, for the love of God, Cam, a freaking midget, you know, came in and, and pitch hit. I really enjoyed it. Eddie Goodell. If Eddie Goodell <laughs> can play big league ball, Tim Tebow can play big league exactly. ball. Exactly. You know, like really, there's worse. There's worse people in the world. I mean, I mean, really, the Kansas City Royals are considering drafting a yeah, kid to molest it, uh, a a a kid. Exactly. Yeah, like oh, it'd be oh, the end of the world. And Tim Tebow got a couple at bats in well, Major League Baseball. What was your What was your line to me the other day? Uh, we think the risk of re of him reoffending is low. That's that's their that's their that's their excuse for this. That's what they Kansas City says. They did. They did. They did. They haven't signed him obviously yet, but. Drayton Moore was talking about it, the general manager. Guy shouldn't play in the league. And it's interesting, too, because the um, the Royals are the most religious team in baseball. Like, they um, 
they don't force prayers on the players, but you're saying that a lot of guys on the team are religious. I'm saying the organization, not the players. The organization. There's a great picture actually out. There. It's funny. You should see the looks on the players' faces. They look so like, just like, is this over yet? But uh, yeah, like they, the Kansas City Royals made all their players go through like an hour presentation about how pornography is evil. Really? Yeah. There's a porn ban on the Kansas City Royals. What are they like the Royals frown upon players. Like they frown upon pornography. They frown upon players going to strip clubs and stuff. Now, these guys are adults, man. They can do whatever the hell they not, want. You're not playing for for the Vatican softball team here. It's a good point. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, yeah, they're, so, they're going to control them. Yeah, so like royal, a lot of royal players, like guys in the bigs, are sort of getting tired of it. To be honest, like it words out. They're like, dude, man, the guy's going to preach to you about porn and not drinking and not going out and stuff. You know, fine. If you know, to me, and that's the whole thing with Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow never preaches to people. No, he just he Tim just Tebow's does his just thing. a good guy. Yeah. He doesn't tell you you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. You see interviews, he doesn't preach, he doesn't preach to fans. But yeah, so the Moore guy in KC is very preachy. And he's the guy that he's all religious, so he goes, Well, Jesus believes in second chances and stuff. Yeah, I you know. Jesus believes we need another pitcher. That's 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 what he's thinking. Yeah. Right, buddy? I got some picks for you. Jesus believes that uh, Moore shouldn't be using his name. Yeah. <laughs> that's another good. Yeah, All right, what do you got for us? I got Texas tonight. Gabe minus 145. I like your Cleveland Indians pick. I'm going to take them at minus one instead of laying 75 cents. The Pittsburgh Pirates, good DFS situations for their pitcher and Marcus Stroman today. I like them to win at minus 115. And my dirty pooch is the Colorado Rockies at plus 135. In the CFL, Winnipeg plus five. On a seven-point teaser, Winnipeg plus 12 over 51 and a half. Winnipeg plus 12, Edmonton pick. And I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Edmonton Eskimos, Gabe. Big CFL night tonight. Lots of plays, lots of teasers, parlays, the works. Yeah, I'm going to get jumped in on this stuff. I'm taking the Blue Bombers on the money line. We'll give you our picks a little bit later on. DFS talk coming up next. We've got Major League Baseball uh, lineup. We'll talk some NASCAR with Sean Angle.